Hello and welcome to StarCast from Planet Waves. My name is Eric Francis Coppolino, host of Planet Waves FM and the author of the Planet Waves Horoscope. Today's edition of StarCast is for Friday, the 15th of April, 2022. This is the edition covering the full moon in the sign Libra. In the next edition, I will be covering the sun's ingress into the sign Taurus in more detail, uh, though bear in mind uh, that this full moon is the big crescendo uh, right before the sun's ingress into Taurus. Let's see if we can get uh, an exact fix on when that's going to be. I'm not quite that uh, that far, the 19th, so that's uh, today's the 15th. I believe that would be on Tuesday, the 19th, Eastern Time, at 10.24 p.m. EDT. All times in this podcast are in Eastern Time. Uh, So again, Tuesday night, the sun enters the sign uh, Taurus, the fixed sign, and the peak of the season, whether it's autumn in the Southern Hemisphere or spring in the the Northern Hemisphere. All right, so uh, let's consider this chart. Um, and uh, <laughs> I, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm like, I'll use my hand-drawn chart for this. But the hand-drawn chart doesn't tell you exactly what time the full moon is on the 16th. So, therefore, I've cast it again, 2.54, 2.55 p.m., really. It's 2.54 and 55 seconds. So that's 2.55 p.m. on Saturday, 4.16 Eastern Time. The moon opposes the sun in Libra. Currently, the sun is in Libra, um, making its way through. Uh, there is uh, plenty of, of action at, at the moment that we begin, uh, at least that I begin recording, probably right around when you're listening, the moon is opposite to Chiron. Uh, so this is intense, and it's uh, it's got a bit of that full moon feeling, and there's a, a theme of pay attention in your relationships here that Moon's passage across all of those Aries planets uh, can be a little bit rough. Um, it, it's just how it is, and you know, as usual, there's quite a lot on the cardinal cross, right? So the the cardinal cross is, is still pretty packed right now uh, between all the stuff in early Capricorn, and then Pluto, also surrounded by a couple of minor planets in late Capricorn. And then uh, a whole bunch of stuff in Aries, including Celestia in early Aries, then Chiron, and then um, Pallas Athene, which is making a conjunction to Eris. That gets to that in a second because it's really one of the more perverse and delightful parts of this chart. Uh, and then the Sun. So um, the the last thing th- that happens in this run of the Moon through Libra is that right after the full moon takes place on Saturday, a few hours later, the moon makes a square to Pluto in Capricorn. So that's got some drama to it, potentially, but it's also about being more action-oriented than thought and talking, although it's action of a kind where you get, maybe provoked might be the right word, at times, but it's 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 a bit of a self-starting chart. And so what I suggest you do is stay ahead of your commitments, stay ahead of the decisions that you need to make this weekend. Definitely do not overcommit because that's going to lead to complications 
I don't know about you, but I, I consider a day off to be a day when I don't have anything scheduled. So that's why if I ever get one of those things, I don't like to schedule too much during it, barring, excuse me, barring some uh, really special occasion, like to keep it loose anyway, that would be a good weekend. This would be a good weekend to keep it loose. All right, so now let's talk about Pisces for a second. Uh, as you know, there was a major conjunction in Pisces earlier this week, the uh, the the alignment of Jupiter and Neptune. That is still partile. It's still exact to within not only one degree, but within the same degree. And then, so that's still going on. And then uh, very recently, it was either, what day is today? It was probably sometime Wednesday that uh, Mars entered Pisces. Good for Pisces. Uh, depends on on who you are, but it's a it's a, it's motivated. It, Pisces is not necessarily the most motivated sign. I know that I'm not a good example of an unmotivated Pisces, but it's it it doesn't come with a lot of mojo all by itself. And so when you've got Mars and Pisces, that accelerates the process of doing the things you want to do, creating the things you want to create, and transcribing imagination into action, right? This is just like the essence of a, a great deal of uh, having your life actually happen in an exciting, engaging, and productive way for you that's interesting, right? So anyway, we've got, we begin this uh, journey of Mars across um, Mars across Pisces. Let's just get a fix on when that ends. It, it, it ends when Mars enters Aries. So let's see when that is. That's pretty easy to figure out. Mars enters Aries on May 24th. So it's a little bit less than six weeks uh, that we're going to have Mars in Pisces. All right. So um, an end there'll be other exciting things. I mean, Mars and Pisces is uh, is going to line up with, let's uh well, here's the thing I noticed during the annual edition last year is that when Mars, uh, for this year, when Mars um, finally makes it into Aries on May 24th, Jupiter's already there. So there's a, con there's a series of conjunctions coming. One of them is going to be Mars conjunct Nessus in Pisces. Another one's going to be Mars conjunct Neptune in Pisces. This is all in May. And then finally, by the time Mars uh, gets into Aries, Jupiter is already there. So there'll be a rather spectacular uh, Sun, sorry, Mars, Moon, Jupiter conjunction in Aries. That's way too far ahead for us to be thinking of in terms of like any immediate weather or planning, but let's just know we're getting there. Um, Jupiter dipped into Pisces briefly in, in 2021, uh, and then it, it entered Pisces to make a clear run across that sign in 2022, uh, which means that we get this very short-lived um, experience of, uh, of of Jupiter in Pisces for this year. Of course, wish we could have more of that. Maybe, I don't know, you don't think about that too much. But the conjunction of Neptune and, uh, and, and Jupiter is certainly going to have um, momentum and some lasting effects. So I think with this kind of you know, strong Pisces astrology. It's important to be intuitive, to really listen to your intuition, which is different from your gut. Uh, pay attention to your environment, pay attention to your senses, and really listen for people's agendas and whether or not they are uh, being truthful. And of course, it helps if uh, karmically anyway, and uh, 
for, for the safe passage through relationships if if you are truthful with the people around you, right? So the the, the, the challenge of Mars in in Pisces for people who are not accustomed to handling a lot of Pisces or a lot of Neptune energy can be one of honesty because that Mars and Pisces is very catalytic. It's very activating and you can say almost anything um, and it sounds true. Okay. So uh, now I can go to my hand uh, written charts since we're not doing uh, too much looking for things, looking at things in the future. Uh, this chart, by the way, is right below the photo of New Paltz on the StarCast page. And I forgot to mention at the top of the program uh, that I am uh, I'm, I'm planning to have on Friday night another edition of Planet Waves FM, in which time I will do a more circumspect, slow-paced discussion of this, um, of this Libra full moon. Now, uh, I think that one of the more interesting features that makes this thing distinctive is, first of all, the sun making a conjunction to both, pa both Pallas Athene uh, and to Eris. These are both in late Aries. Pallas Athene is an asteroid. Eris is a technically a minor planet or dwarf planet. It, it, that, that's kind of a hilarious concept. It really is a very important player, every bit as important as Pluto. And by that, I mean influential in our life affairs and also indicative of the times in which we are alive. So when planets are so influential that they can define the zeitgeist of a particular era, you know that they're not really a minor planet. They are they are something to learn from, pay attention to, and to cast into every chart. So uh, the the joke, though, in this Sun conjunct Pallas Athene, then followed by Sun conjunct Eris, which is going on, uh, which is going on right now, is that Pallas Athene is all about doing things by the rules. Uh, it has a a bit of a detachment to it. It's uh, more of the straightforward, uh, legitimate warrior who follows orders, um, the, the, the guardian of law and of justice, uh, a kind of an advocate and, and a, a political actor, a strategist and all that stuff. Okay, well, that's, that's, that's lovely. And, and then this is entering a conjunction with Eris, who is a subversive. She's a complete bitch. There is no, uh, there's nothing legit about Eris. Everything going on with Eris is happening by some form of subterfuge. So it's interesting to contemplate what a conjunction of the guardian of law and uh, and and strategy in this legit way, right? The guardian of, of, uh, of, of Athens, right? I nearly cried when I got up to the Acropolis and, and saw this magnificent city, right? The city of Athens is named after Athena. And, and she is the principal goddess of the Acropolis of Athens, which overlooks this magnificent city where all the houses and buildings are white and looking over the ocean and all this stuff. It's freaking amazing. Um, right, so she her job is to hold things stable and to provide the, um, the legitimate means of conflict resolution and strategy in times of combat and all, all of those things. Well... Eris is a completely different uh, th thing. The subversive quality of, of Eris is, um, is, is revolutionary in a, a way that people don't necessarily notice is happening at the time that it's happening or they might fall for it and, uh, and then like wonder like, oh, what, uh, what, how did, this all, how did this all come to being? 
All right, so there's going to be a conjunction of these two points. Now, this is kind of epic. Let's get a let's get a fix. Come on, come on. I'm opening more browser windows. I'm trying to open more astrology chart windows. Uh, and let's get an exact exact coordinates on this conjunction of Eris and Pallas in a conjunction. I remember Pallas is, I think, the third discovered uh, asteroid ever, right? This discovered like around um, maybe 1804 or something like this. And it's also not easy to see in my software because its glyph is so little. Aspects, Pallas, conjunct, Eris. I'm always doing this on the fly because I don't know what I'm going to talk about. And then don't I don't want to cast 100 charts, but on the 17th, uh, that would be on Sunday uh, at 2.40 a.m. overnight, Saturday to Sunday, with the moon in Scorpio, Pallas Athene and Eris form a conjunction. Now, there have been a number of these since the discovery and the naming of Eris in the mid-2000s, but I have not paid attention to any of them. And I think that given the general and prevailing state of the world, this is an, an aspect worth watching because it, it seems to suggest something about the state of the world um, and, and the state of um, all of these legitimate actors, right? Seemingly legitimate actors, people with titles and paychecks and secretaries, and they work in the Barleymont building, and you have to go through 14 layers of security to meet them. And you think that they're just very straightforward, honest people, but then actually it turns out that they are basically a bunch of anarchists taking advantage of chaos. That is a very Eris theme. And then we're going to combine that with, <laughs> combine this legitimate form of government with the theme of Eris. So this is a proving moment. Um, it it it, uh, it should be exciting, though probably not that much more exciting than all of the things that we have lived through uh, or not lived through the past two years. All right, one more super interesting aspect in this. And I'm going to get into the um, the stuff around um, Eris and or um, <clears throat> Hold on, please. It's been a long day. Okay, anyway, uh, there is um, Orion and, and uh, Isis are making, excuse me, <laughs> forget I said any of that. Orius and Iris, the rainbow goddess, Mercury, the Mercury-like messenger of the gods, but she's female and she brings the rainbow. The rainbow is a message. That's why we think rainbows are messages. They're associated with a goddess of messages uh, who brings us the rainbows and the messages. So anyway, we'll get into that on, on Planet Waves FM later on. That's a little too sublime, uh, and I kind of need to go into freeform mode uh, as opposed to kind of get it all into 15 minutes mode. However, worth mentioning in get it all into 15 minutes mode is the conjunction of Mercury, the other messenger planet, and Uranus, uh, a kind of Mercury-like, a very exciting, revolutionary, sparky, idea-generating type of uh, planet, rev rev revolutionary in nature, but generally somewhat friendlier, uh, than, than Eris, but they, they do have similarities. Similarities worth referencing in any event. Mercury 
is making a conjunction to Uranus in Taurus. Uranus, a long-term visitor in Taurus, entered in 2018. We haven't even gotten to the halfway point of Uranus's seven-year trek through Taurus. This is going to be met by a fast-moving point, Mercury, on April 18th. Sixteenth is Saturday. Seventeenth is Sunday. Eighteenth is Monday. Um, Mercury conjunct Uranus uh, on the eighteenth overnight Sunday to Monday. So uh, this is a very exciting aspect. I'm not totally sure what to make of it. Oftentimes I'll take a wait and see uh, approach toward uh, aspects, but there's something here about making sure that it's appropriate to act in a hurry. You, you may think that you have this idea and you've got to act on it suddenly all at once. Hmm, well, is that true? Maybe find out what the idea is first and, uh, and, and check it out. Uh, Mercury is slowing down. It'll be retrograde fairly soon. Taurus likes to take things slowly. Uranus likes to take things quickly. That's the accelerant. So what I would say is that if you have some kind of an idea for action, for what to do, for a decision to make, for how to solve that problem, write it down. That's the most important thing. Don't forget it. That's the important thing. Because this could represent some kind of fleeting brilliance that you then lose track of and w wish you had saved your, your, your phenomenal idea like that episode of, uh, of, of Mad Men where the, the guy gets a little drunk and he comes up with a brilliant idea for the ad campaign and he forgets to write it down. And, and Don Draper, instead of being angry at him, <laughs> says, oh, I hate when that happens. So here we are. Keep your pencil handy. Keep your notebook handy. All kinds of exciting astrology moving right now. And remember, Planet Waves is a kind of a member organization. We provide all kinds of interesting services. We not just provide content, we provide contact with the human race. We're one of the very few websites that will immediately return your phone call or answer your email and handles customer service personally and is here to help. So when you subscribe to Planet Waves, you are supporting all of that and much more. Signing off from a spectacularly beautiful spring day in Kingston, New York. I'm Eric Francis. I'll catch you tonight. Bye for now. <laughs>